You have all the money in the world. You have all the power you could ever want. You don't lose. You only ever win. But you can't be with the one you love. That is what Thor goes through in today's episode of Throwback Thursday here on Across the Bifrost. We get to see Thor be put under such scrutiny and such pressure, but not from a physical foe, from being unable to love the one that he truly wants to be with. So we're going to dig into those issues of Journey into Mystery here today on Across the Bifrost. I am your host, Ryan Doze. I am excited to be with you on this journey today as we jump aboard the Rainbow Bridge and we learn a little bit about love. We learn a little bit about what it means to truly love someone and Thor teaches us a little bit of a lesson about sacrifice. Here we go, Thor fans. We're about to jump into our first two-part story here on our Throwback Thursday episodes. We're going to cover Journey into Mystery number 99 and 100, a two-part story featuring the first time Thor fought the villain Mr. Hyde. So we're going to jump into number 99, this issue entitled The Mysterious Mr. Hyde. So right off the bat, we know who Thor is facing off against this month. It's very clear, very apparent right away in this issue that came out in December of 1963. This is the last issue of the year, and we're going to go out on a bang with Thor versus this new villain. The quick synopsis we get from this issue goes like this. While Thor pleads with his father to allow him to marry Jane Foster, Mr. Hyde breaks into the office of Donald Blake and takes Jane hostage. So we get the simple kind of premise of the comic, and we're going to elaborate on that when we get to our breakdown in just a minute, but that kind of just sets the foundation for this issue. Also going on this month in Marvel, the last month of 1963, three issues I just wanted to spotlight that I really feel like exemplify the expanding universe that Stan Lee and his group of creators were putting together in these early days of Marvel. The first issue I wanted to highlight is Tales of Suspense number 48. Now, this issue is really important for Iron Man fans. So if you're also a fan of Iron Man, you might even know about this issue. Tales of Suspense number 48 is the first time that Tony Stark dons the gold and red armor. Until Up until this issue of Tales of Suspense, he had only been wearing a gold-plated armor in the Tales of Suspense comics and the Avengers comics. So, big issue for Iron Man. Move on to Tales of Suspense number 50, which is Giant Man and the Wasp going up against their villain, the Human Top. So, they go for a little bit of a spin with the Human Top, and they defeat that villain in this issue. Then, in Amazing Spider-Man number 7, we get to see Spidey fight a return villain. He fights the Vulture yet again, goes up against that classic foe, and they go on a rampaging battle throughout the streets of New York City. So in our issue of Journey into Mystery number 99, we get a key first appearance. So up until now, Thor has been really just fighting one-off villains or his brother Loki. That's kind of been the, the rotating villain list that we've gotten up until now. 
But right in this issue, we get the first appearance of Mr. Hyde, also known as Calvin Zabo. So, Mr. Hyde in this comic is based off of the Robert Louis Stevenson classic literary character from the strange tale of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Robert Louis Stevenson was born in November of 1850, and he died in December of 1894. He was a Scottish novelist, essayist, poet, and he was a traveling writer. He is best known for books like Treasure Island and The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Now, Mr. Hyde as a character in Marvel Comics exists to this day. He largely acts as like a background villain. He doesn't really have many principal stories where he's a... uh, an impressive foe, but he has fought the likes of Spider-Man, the Hulk, and of course, Thor in these beginning issues of Journey into Mystery. So this issue was written by a cast of characters that Stan Lee had around him, and they all co-created these comics given the Marvel method that they used. So this is accredited to Stan Lee as the writer, and then we get Pencil and Ink by Don Heck. So Jack Kirby, not on this book, Don Heck brings his approach to Thor to number 99 and 100. We get letters by Artie Simic. And as I noted at the beginning of this this issue, this is the first time that we get to see Thor in a cliffhanger two-part story in these Journey into Mysteries. So let's break down Journey into Mystery number 99. We start off with Mr. Hyde in the streets plotting his revenge on Don Blake. Once Thor departs the city, he knows that he can go about his plan. We learn a little bit about his plan in just a few pages. Thor is off to Asgard. He is going to appeal to Odin one more time regarding his love of Jane Foster. Now, this recurring desire of Blake's is the want. It's the thing that he desires above all other things, and it even supersedes more of his physical conflicts with Loki or with monsters. Really, the love of Jane is the thing that he wants most of all. It gives him this continual pursuit to go after, no matter what villain of the month he's fighting, his eye is always on Jane. We see Mr. Hyde recalls his first interaction with Don Blake, where Don Blake rejected him for employment in his office based on Zabo's criminal tendencies. Dr. Blake really didn't want anything to do with him because he had heard bad things about him. Hyde, also known as Calvin Zabo, unless that, uh, in case that wasn't clear earlier on, he swears vengeance on Blake and he creates a serum to turn himself into the fictional character that Robert Louis Stevenson had written, Mr. Hyde. And there's this, uh, this awesome panel on page four where he gives us a little bit of the, the internal monologue of what's, uh, what was his thought process. Zabo says this, For years, I have been fascinated by the tale of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I had always felt it was more than just an imaginary story. I felt that it could happen. And so, we jump to Zabo in his lab, also saying, I know it must be possible to change a human being, to change him so that his baser nature takes over. Just as happened to Dr. Jekyll, and if my calculations are correct... The next panel is him chugging the serum and turning into this giant savage monster that he dubs himself as Mr. Hyde. Back in Asgard, Thor is 
trying to convince Odin that his love for Jane should be enough, that he should honor his son's request. And they come to a somewhat of an agreement. They're not really on the same page, but Odin gives a concession to his son that if Jane is worthy of immortality, they might be able to be married. Thor someday will become the king and he wants Jane to be by his side. And the only way that can happen is if Jane is immortal, if she can join the Asgardian gods in their world. So Thor says he has hope because he knows Jane is worthy of this immortality. Now, a few thoughts here on immortality. Immortality can be bestowed upon worthy individuals from Odin. He has that power, which is a great deal of, of, cosmic deificating deificating i don't even know if that's a word but he can he can put he can impose godhood on someone who he deems worthy and it continues this theme of worthiness throughout these journey into mystery books and really thor's entire existence worthiness and being worthy of power and being responsible with power is a big thing in thor's legacy we get to see odin say in in no uncertain terms, go now, Thor, and heed my final words. Should the earthling you love, Jane, prove herself worthy of immortality, then you may come to me again and I shall listen to your petition. And Thor just simply responds with, then there is still hope, my father. I thank you for that. Thor flies away. He's all happy and giddy and he can't, can't wait for Jane to prove Odin wrong. He can't wait for Jane to prove that she is worthy of this immortality that Odin uh, is hesitant but willing to grant her. We could see Mr. Hyde then break into Blake's office, as we, we read in the synopsis earlier on. He breaks into his office and he confronts a returning Dr. Blake and pushes him out a window. He just pushes him right out a window. And Jane fears the worst because Blake is fallen off, fallen out, and she has, again has no idea that he's Thor. But Blake, in a in a moment of ingenious, uh, quick wittedness, he taps the cane on the side of the building as he's falling, and he's able to turn into Thor. Hyde retreats after he steals the confines of Doctor Blake's safe, and then Thor returns to the office and he goes to comfort Jane, telling her that he saved Blake from falling, uh, presumably to his death. This is another great way of showing that Thor is not just some idiot meathead with a hammer. He, he has compassion for Jane and her concern, but he's also quick-witted enough to come up with a plan as he's falling to the ground. We could see an awesome little thought bubble that Thor has as he's embracing Jane in her, in her worry and her stress. He thinks this to himself. She seems to love Blake as much as I love her. If only I could tell her my secret, but in time, perhaps I shall. Once Odin is convinced that she is worthy. So again, we see that creeping up again, that theme of worthiness, especially for Jane. If Jane could only be worthy, then maybe Thor and Jane could be together. Just as Hyde goes back to his his hideout, <laughs> get it? He goes back to his hideout and he's reveling in his victory. He hears that Blake was saved by Thor on the radio and this upsets him. Hyde takes the opportunity and he impersonates Thor and goes on this crime spree to hopefully defame Thor and, and ruin his reputation as the thunder god that loves Earth and, and goes to, to save all those on Midgard that he loves. 
Hyde really, really tries by uh, stealing a stealing from a bank. He gets away, and he goes. He just he causes an uproar in the city. There's cops patrolling everywhere, and they're worried that they might run into this uh, this new bad guy, Thor. The last panel on this comic in Journey into Mystery 99 is really great. We get this big, huge, sweeping uh, picture of Thor over the city of New York, and he's got his hands outstretched, and this caption is what we're left with. As the greatest city in the world takes on the aspect of a town under siege, we halt our story, but there is much more to come. Next issue, you will marvel at the amazing conclusion as Thor and the mysterious Mr. Hyde meet again, face to face in a fight to the finish. So the starting, the startling explanation to the strange events you just witnessed and one of the most thrilling climaxes you have ever witnessed. Don't dare miss the epic 100th issue of Journey into Mystery. So Stan Lee and the crew at Marvel are clearly doing this, this awesome sales pitch as they're leaving this story on a cliffhanger. Great, great little bit of, uh, let's just say marketing. They're trying to market this next big hundredth issue. And honestly, if I was a comic book reader back in uh, the end of 1963 waiting for this next issue, you could have signed me up for the next issue. This was a great cliffhanger story because we're left in a in a spot where... Thor knows what he wants. He wants the love of Jane, but Mr. Hyde and his schemes are getting in the way. Hyde wants revenge on Don Blake because he's he's cost him his next payoff, his next scheme, and he's rejected him. There's a lot of interplay going on here, and part part two of this issue really continues the theme that they start in part one. So let's waste no time. Let's jump into Journey into Mystery 100. This issue is entitled The Master Plan of Mr. Hyde. This one came out in January of 1964. We only had to wait one month for the epic conclusion of this story. The synopsis goes like this. Thor and Mr. Hyde throw down. Plus, <laughs> has Thor finally figured out a way to wed his beloved Jane Foster? So we we get the promise that Hyde and Thor are going to fight and possibly Jane might gain her immortality, the immortality that she needs to end up with Thor and that Thor needs for her to finally know how much he truly loves her. This month in Marvel Comics, there's a few different stories that jumped out to me. First was Tales of Suspense number 49. Iron Man is locked in a battle with a member of the X-Men. In this issue, Iron Man goes up against Angel, and they go on a, a misunderstood fight throughout these these pages. Then, in Amazing Spider-Man number eight, Spidey clashes with the Fantastic Four, and then Avengers three, the Avengers battle Namor and the Hulk. So this month in Marvel could really be just categorized as misunderstandings. Friends fight each other and misunderstandings just run amok. This month at the beginning of 1964 in Marvel, kind of a fun little way of getting your heroes to fight each other, but not, and none of them have to like turn to the villainous side. They just have these little side conflicts. This issue has no significant first appearances. We're continuing our story with Mr. Hyde. He is the focal point. The writer of this issue, Stan Lee, penciled by Don Heck, inked by Don Heck, and the letterer is really the only person on the team that changed. Sam Rosen was the letterer on this issue. 
So we jump into the breakdown of the 100th issue of Journey into Mystery. The first few pages just merely recap the events of the previous issue. And Thor also learns that Hyde has tried to turn the city against him. Hyde learns that the real Thor has returned to the city. So we're recapping and we're really setting up what the characters know going into the climax of this conflict. I do appreciate these recaps because I can, again, I've said this a few times throughout the Throwback Thursday series. As a reader of comics who would not have had access to the internet or really an expansive knowledge at this point in the early 60s, as a comic book reader, I would have appreciated these recaps because maybe you weren't able to get issue 99 of Journey into Mystery, but you wanted to pick up issue 100 because it's going to be this big story. These first few pages really help out with a recap. So good job, Marvel, for just caring for your readers in the early 60s, doing well at telling good, succinct stories with these recaps. We see Thor return to Don Blake's office, transform, and he forgets that he is taking Jane to dinner that night. Jane says, I hope you haven't forgot about our, our, our little dinner, our date tonight. And Don's like, oh, of, of course I didn't forget. But then you get to see in the thought bubble, of course he forgot. He's been too busy being Thor and trying to figure out what's going on with Mr. Hyde. So at this dinner, I really loved what we got to see at this dinner scene because it's something really in Journey into Mystery, we hadn't seen yet from Don and Jane. We get to see them unwind and relax and actually look good for a while. Jane is is dressed like this 1960s movie star. She gets to look like a Hollywood starlet in, in these few frames. And Don Blake gets to look like a super spy. He's got the tuxedo. He's got the tie and the jacket. They both look really, really good. In these first few panels, that they're out of the lab coats and out of the out of the nurses' gowns, uh, they they get to actually go out on the town and celebrate, which is a great little addition by Stan and Don Heck in this issue of Journey into Mystery. And the middle part of this issue uh, is number one hundred. We get to see a little bit of a super spy kind of uh, sleuthing aspect of Don and Jane. They get to solve some problems. Without, like, the brute strength of Thor, which is a really good, just continuing way to flesh out these characters and make them more than just one-dimensional things. At this dinner, we uh, see this panel that I I just want to share with you guys because it really drops into their mentality at this point of their relationship, this budding romance that they have says, that night, a few minutes past eight, at the Ritz Terrace, which is uh, Don has said is the nicest restaurant in town, a handsome couple enjoy the dinner music as they prepare to order. Jane says, it's so wonderful being here with you like this, Don, away from the office where we can be Don and Jane rather than Dr. Blake and Nurse Foster. We see Don thinking, Jane, my darling, if only it could be this way forever. But I dare not speak of my love until Odin consents to make you an immortal. And then Don actually says to Jane, you look beautiful tonight, my dear. And whether you are Miss Foster or Jane to me, it's always a heavenly being. It's always heavenly being with you. So we get to see them actually like flirt and be romantic. It's, it's a really standard Stan Lee romance at the time, but I think it's, I think it's good. I think it's a good uh, deepening and widening of their relationship and their characterization. But We can't have good things for too long because Hyde shows up as their waiter and he captures them at gunpoint. He takes them to his 
castle. I'm just going to let that sink in for a second. Mr. Hyde takes them to his castle just outside of New York City. Now, I've never been to New York City, but I'm just going to assume that there are not a lot of castles in that part of the U.S., in the Northeast corridor of the United States. Uh, maybe maybe Stanley is, uh, it's possible Stanley was referring to Mr. Hyde's literary roots because uh, Mr. Hyde was from the U.K., the London area as a character. Maybe, maybe it was that. I don't know, but castles outside of New York City, kind of awesome. Before leaving the hideout, the castle with Jane as his hostage, Hyde ties up Blake to a beam and he sets a 24-hour time bomb to go off that only he can stop. So there we get the the, the tension and the, the stakes of the issue rising. Don Blake is captured and he will die if nothing else changes and Jane is taken away with Hyde as a hostage. Hyde takes Jane to the docks of New York City and he tells her his simple plan. He's going to steal a Polaris submarine and roam the world causing havoc and mischief. Now, I did a little bit of research on these submarines and why this would have been such a uh, a fearful thing for a villain to get a, ha- a hand on. These submarines were best known for launching nuclear missiles. At the time, in the early 60s, the United States Navy, this was their first submarine that could launch ballistic missiles. So these submarines were in service in the early 60s all the way to the 80s. A very, very uh, dangerous machine if used for the wrong reasons. Meanwhile, Don is able to grab his cane. He's, he, he, he even has this little bubble where he says, oh, it's as if my arm is breaking as I reach for this, this, my cane to rescue me. He breaks free of the restraints and he flies away towards the dock to save Jane. Don Heck gives us this awesome little panel where we see Thor bust out of the cords and the ropes that were holding weak, uh, feeble Don Blake. And we see Thor just yell, the heavy ropes which bound Don Blake so securely are like thin pieces of thread to the mighty Thor. So we get to see him kind of, you know, literally and figuratively flex on uh, this panel and Hyde and Thor go and they face off on top of the submarine, the submarine that Hyde is going to hijack. They fight on top of it and then they fight inside of the submarine and during the fight remember jane thinks that don is still back at the castle (laughs) at the hide out and she does something kind of controversial here in this issue when it comes to you know who does she who does she side with who does she really want to win this fight remember hide is the only one that can stop the bomb that she believes is still attached to don blake so she hides Mjolnir from Thor, knowing that if Thor can't have Mjolnir, there's no way that he can beat Mr. Hyde. And if Mr. Hyde gets away, then he could potentially go and stop the bomb that is going to kill Don Blake. So we see her think through, well, actually, she doesn't even think through this. She says it out loud, which is kind of nuts. One of those instances where would a smart person really say this out loud in front of the villain they're trying to defeat? But she says this. Wait, what am I thinking? If anything happens to Hyde, that bomb will explode in his castle. The, 
the castle where Don is imprisoned. Thor's greatest weapon is his hammer. If I cover it up with this canvas, he will not be able to find it quickly, and that will give Hyde the chance to escape. I know I shouldn't help Hyde, but Don's life is at stake. I have no other choice. Now, this logic, I completely get it. I get why she would do this. It does obviously mean that Thor loses the fight, but she is thinking of her love for Don. So I get it. A little bit of, of nuance. We see Jane, you know, helping Hyde, but really, really not. She's wanting Don Blake to be safe. This causes uh, this whole situation right here when Jane covers up the hammer. It causes Odin to deem Jane unworthy of immortality. We learn a little bit more of that in the last panels of the issue. But this is the point where Odin decides this human mortal woman is not worthy of the immortality that she could have had. As the 60 seconds of separation from the hammer draw a little bit closer, Thor causes a whirlwind within the submarine to revert back to Don Blake. And he uses this cover to secretly look for the hammer. Once he retrieves it, he turns back into Thor and he's able to chase Hyde off and the criminal dives into the water and he swims away. Now, much like the human cobra, a few issues ago, we get to see Thor's rogues gallery kind of widen because he's not just beating these guys in these one-shot fights. We know that they're going to come back later, and even in the little narrator moments, we see that, you know, the Cobra will return, you know, and Mr. Hyde is still out there, and Hyde threatens vengeance on Thor yet again. The last panel we see Thor fly away, claiming to go save Don, who Jane believes is still tied up in the castle to the bomb. Uh, we know we know Thor doesn't have to do that, but he flies away to, to, to make her believe that he is going to save Don Blake. And as he's flying away, a vision of Odin appears to Thor. And Thor is wrecked by the news that Odin will not give Jane immortality because she had worked against Thor in his fight with Hyde. This causes uh, Thor to be incredibly sad. And the last panel, we see Thor say these words as we close out the hundredth issue of Journey into Mystery. Again, I have lost the one that I love most in all the universe. Again, my victory has a hollow ring. But I shall never despair. If mortal man can find happiness, someday the God of Thunder shall find it too. So I I really enjoyed this two-part story. I really enjoyed how they deepen the love and the romance between Jane and Thor. And also we get to see Thor struggle with having all this power, having all this cosmic ability, but not being able to be truly happy. He, he is the most powerful being at this point in the Marvel Universe, and yet even he is not truly satisfied with where he's at in his life. So I think that even teaches us maybe a good, a good lesson that no matter how much power, how much uh, maybe money, how much influence, how many followers we have, how many people we have following us, how much we have... There's still things in our life that we still lack and that we, we still desire and that we might feel empty without. And love is truly one of those things that even the most powerful man in the Marvel Universe wasn't able to have love and he was left empty without it. The, mo the more victories he got, they just rang more hollow because Odin would not allow him to be with the one that he truly loved. So we get the end of this two-part 
awesome story with a with a great new villain and a budding love story. Really, all you need in a comic. So uh, I hope you enjoyed these two issues of Journey into Mystery. Come back next week where we'll break down two more issues in our Throwback Thursday series. That does it for this week's episode of Throwback Thursday. I hope you enjoyed these two issues of Journey into Mystery, numbers 99 and 100, the first appearance of Hyde, and the continuation of the love story between Don Blake, Thor Odinson, and Jane Foster. So I just want to let you know, a few things are coming up on the podcast. On our Monday shows, we are about to do a two-part interview with former Thor illustrator, Marvel artist Ron Friends. He did Thor for about six, seven years in the late 80s, early 90s. We're going to talk to him for two whole weeks. Our next two Monday episodes will be with him. He goes in-depth on what it's like to work for Marvel, what it's like to write comics, what really stirred his love of comics as a young person and what he's even up to now with a new company writing new stories and he's got some stuff coming up that you're going to want to find out more about he was awesome to talk to you can catch those interviews on our monday shows if you want to support across the bifrost go and rate review and subscribe to the show on itunes go follow us on spotify wherever podcasts are found you can support us there listen to the show tell us what you love about the show we want to make more episodes that you love and that you engage with and that you will share with your friends. So let us know in the comments on our social media. You can also tell us there at Across the Bifrost on Instagram. That's a great way to just DM us, talk about what parts of these Journey into Mystery issues you're liking. Are you able to read them? Can you go on Marvel Unlimited and maybe check them out for yourself? That would be a great way to engage with our Throwback Thursday episodes especially. I have really enjoyed this look at these comics today. I I enjoy the Throwback Thursday episodes uh, a lot, guys. I, I really do enjoy them because they help me deepen my love of a character that I I really didn't know much about past, you know, movies and maybe a few comics just a while back. But reading these issues has really, really grown my appreciation for the art form of comics and for Thor and his world. So thank you for joining us. I hope you join us again on the Rainbow Bridge. Until you do, have a great rest of your day and stay worthy.